Hey folks, it's Steven, your host, and today I present to you episode number two of the first incarnation of the Just Another Fanboy podcast, which was originally published on September 6th, 2006, over 15 years ago. And here's the thing. You know how they say that it's always the darkest just before the dawn, how things are at their worst just before they get better, that you have to hit rock bottom before you can pull yourself up and set yourself on the path of improvement. Well, that's the episode you're about to hear. The darkest, worst, rock bottom episode just before the show begins to improve. Enjoy. You're listening to Just Another Fanboy, the most spine-tingling comic book podcast in all of cyberspace. Just Another Fanboy is a Lynx Broadcasting production. Just like a comic book! 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 Welcome to episode number two of Just Another Fanboy. This episode was recorded on Tuesday, September 5th, 2006, and is brought to you by the letter I and the number 12. My name is Steven, and this week we've got a dandy of an episode for you. Along with your regular news and picks of the week, I'll be giving out some pointers on how to get the most out of comics while living on a tight budget. I know you all want to stick around for that. And of course, at the end of our program, we have The View from Norman, Oklahoma. This week, Norman gives us his thoughts on... Um... Crap, I can't find it. Uh, Norman, what's got you all pissed off this week? Don't you take that tone with me, sonny boy. I know 16 different ways to kill a man just from where I'm sitting. So if you value that pathetic little existence of yours, you'll shut that damn trap of yours right this very second. Got it? Yeah, sure, whatever. No, I mean it, boy. Don't make me go and shoot you now. That would make this here podcasting thing of yours end mighty quick, wouldn't it? Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. That's what I thought. Now get on with it already. Yes, sir. Before I jump into this show feet first, I want to give a small little shout-out to my baby girl, Palin, who's going to be turning one this week. Palin is my third child and second girl. Palin's name actually comes from Monty Python member and world traveler Michael Palin, in the hopes that he would be so impressed by this honor we have bestowed upon him that he will one day invite the wife and I to stay with him and his family for a week or two. Hope springs eternal. And now, a little segment I like to call News and Information You Could Have Easily Gotten for Yourself With Just a Little Effort. Can I just interrupt here real quick to say that news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort is actually just a working title? Just a little something we're kicking around here at the office. Anyway, here you go. Oh, I almost forgot. This week's news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort is brought to you by Hogshead Coffee, the coffee with the great taste of pork. And for a limited time only, with every 84 cans of Hogshead coffee you purchase, an actual Hogshead will be delivered right to your front door free of charge. Hogshead coffee. If you're fed up with the same old flavors, why not drink a piping hot cup of swine? From the makers of Sheep's Bladder Ice Cream. And now, news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. And that is a mouthful, isn't it? The Bone One Volume Edition goes back to press. Having trouble finding the Bone One Volume Edition, the 1,300-page trade that comprises every issue of Jeff Smith's Bone comic? Have no fear, dear listener, as the One Volume Edition has gone back to print and should be in stores now. The problem, however, is that Diamond, the exclusive distributor of this title, is completely sold out of the book. What does this mean? 
Well, it basically means that while the book should be in the stores, your local comic shop won't be able to order any new copies. Plans are being made for another printing. Wonder Woman goes to bi-monthly schedule. Officially. DC announced last week that Wonder Woman will officially go to a bi-monthly schedule. I assume that DC got their collective heads together and decided that considering that the thing was coming out bi-monthly anyway, they might as well make it official. No Quidditch in the next Harry Potter movie. Harry Potter fans the world over have their collective wizard robes in a bunch over reports from Warner Brothers that scenes of Harry Potter and his fellow students playing Quidditch have been taken out of the movie altogether. A source from Warner Brothers said, quote, If we included everything, the film would be seven hours long, end quote. I don't understand the problem. Maybe the scenes will be inserted back into the movie when it's released on DVD. One can only hope. And that was your news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. And now my picks of the week. This week from DC Comics, we have 52, week number 18. Ralph, we're the Croatoans. We found Shakespeare's ghostwriter, and we can find one of our own guys. I have no clue what that means. Plus the origin of the question by Wade and Joe Bennett. Also from DC Comics, Detective Comics number 823, written by Paul Dini, art by Joe Benetes and Victor Lama, cover by Simone Bianchi. Once she was the mistress of all growing things, now the plant kingdom has rebelled and unleashed its deadly fury on Poison Ivy. While struggling to protect his enemy, Batman is drawn deeper into a forest of intrigue where he uncovers a horrifying secret from Ivy's past. Wow! That just sounds exciting! And for Marvel this week, we have Squat. It's a very lean week for me. Keep in mind that due to the holiday on Monday, your local comic shop won't have this week's books until Thursday. This week on DVD sees the release of Lost Season 2. The seven-disc set includes the following special features. Lost flashbacks. The official Lost connections. Secrets from the hatch. Mysteries, theories, and conspiracies. The Virgin Mary, Hanso, and Snow Globes. Lost on location. Fire and Water, an episode from concept to completion deleted scenes, bloopers, and more. Lots of exciting stuff this week. And now I'd like to take a moment or seven to talk about collecting comics on a budget. So consider yourself welcome to a segment here at Just Another Fanboy called The Low Rent Fanboy Tip of the Week. Back when I was a single man and had all kinds of money to blow on comics, I would buy a lot of crap. And by crap, I mean the stinky PU kind of stuff that just anyone who could pick up a pencil were producing. I won't name any names, but you know who you are. Now that I'm married with children and have a strict budget to live by or my kids don't eat, I have to work on being a little bit more selective about what I buy and where I buy it. So I thought I'd share a couple of pointers with my fellow low-rent fanboys to help get the most out of comics without taking food off the table. This week's tip, order your books online. I'm going to take a leap of faith here and assume that if you're listening to this little program of mine that you have internet access. Yes? Good. Then you can take advantage of the online subscription services out there. Currently, there are only two that I know of and one I have personal experience with. There is MailOrderComics.com and DCBS. I'm not quite sure about the URL on that one. These are online stores where you order your comics a few months in advance, just like your local comic book store. For example, you can go in there this month and order comics for November. Both of these services have pretty much all their comics 35 to 40% off cover price, and they can ship them to you weekly or monthly. Frankly, I use the monthly method as you have to pay shipping and handling for each shipment, 
And as that will run you about seven bucks a shipment, having them ship weekly kind of negates the whole saving a truckload of money thing. I purchase the same number of books online that I purchased through my local comic book store, but I save about 20 to 30 bucks a month going the online route. Granted, there are folks out there that will tell you that to order online doesn't support your local comic shop. And I'm all about supporting your local comic shop, but sometimes you have to think about yourself. Besides the way my local comic shop is set up, when they get their new comics on Wednesdays, they open about an hour early to let their customers to pull their books before they pull the books for club members. The problem with that is that if you get there late and you're a club member, you may not get all the books on your pull for the week because someone who may not be a club member may have come in before you and grabbed the book that you had reserved. And frankly, I got tired of missing out on books. The downside to ordering online is that if you go the monthly shipment route, they don't ship the books to you until after the last Wednesday of the month, which means you have to wait an entire month to read your books. For example, I got mine today. Plus, you pay when you order. So if you were to start up with one of these services this month, you would be ordering and paying for comics to come out in November. And those you won't see until the first week of December. Plus, you would still have to go into your local comic shop and purchase books for September and October. So for the first two months, you'll actually be spending more than normal. But in the end, it's a great money saver. And now, the view from Norman, Oklahoma. The View from Norman, Oklahoma, a weekly segment in which our resident crotchety old bastard, Norman, Oklahoma, gives up his opinion on whatever topic he damn well pleases. And so, ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you, Norman, Oklahoma. Shut up! I ain't got time for all this here adulation and whatnot. I got me some biscuits a-cooking and I gotta get back to them. So let's get this darn thing a-rolling already. This week, I want to talk about how technology might affect the comics of the future and the fear that the thought of it generates in my heart. I'm talking about the digitizing of comic books. Some folks postulate that at some point in our future, comics will no longer be printed down on paper, but will be digitized for all you little comic book nerds to download and read off your computer. I'm all for the saving of trees and stuff, but the fact that this looks like there ain't going to be no choice in regards to how you get your comics burns my fanny like nobody's business. Now you tell me, just how the heck am I supposed to drag my computer to the toilet so I can read me a comic whilst I'm pooping, huh? You tell me how that's going to work. Well, there are some who say that before the comic industry goes completely digital, a piece of hardware like a color version of the ebook will have to be built. A color ebook? What the heck is that? Well, an ebook is like a portable, easy-to-carry flat-panel monitor that you can download books into and read practically anywhere. Can you stick one of those ebooks into a bag with the board that's stored in a cardboard box up in your attic? Well, I suppose you could. But that would make a whole lot of sense. You would store all your comics on your PC. That would actually save you a lot of space in your attic to store other items of value. I swear to you, I'm about two seconds away from putting a bullet in you, boy. Look. If I can't fold the cover back on a comic and read it on the toilet, then I don't want the damn thing. I'm getting my biscuits. Thank you, Norman, once again for that insightful look into the world of comics. Well, this brings our episode to a close. Just a few things before I leave you. If you have any questions or comments or just want your words read out during an episode, then shoot me an email at justanotherfanboy at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you, and it would make me feel special and needed. Remember to visit pythonland.com for all your Monty Python needs. 
I post over on the message board at Python Land under the handle Strangely Brown, so why don't you drop in and say hello. If you'd like to read my writing, you can head on over to Off the Top of My Head, found at www.pythonland.com slash top. That's T-O-P. It's updated every Monday, except for this Monday because I missed a week. So you can read last week's article, which is called Possum Wrangling. It's a true story embellished slightly about the time that I, well, did battle with the possum in the comfortable confines of my own living room. And for all you readers of Wizard Magazine out there, check out the top left-hand corner of page 12. You see that quote about the new size of the magazine by a guy named Steven? Yep, that's me. Pretty sweet. And now I leave you with my final thought of the week. If there are flies in the kitchen, you better let the pigs out of the barn. Thank you, and please come back next week. Please, don't make a fat man cry. So there it was, folks. I don't want to spend a lot of time here at the end nitpicking every single thing in this episode because otherwise, eventually, these are going to come across as feeling a bit self-indulgent and narcissistic. But there are a few things I want to point out here. First of all, the hissing in this episode was almost worse than episode one. And it, it is, of course, coming from that really cheap mic I got from Walmart at the time. It was literally like a, a desktop microphone for like $15 or something. Uh, this is also the episode uh, that I started playing around with Norman's voice using a higher pitch for his voice. You'll, you, you will have noticed a different sound for Norman in this one. This is, this is the episode where I debuted news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort, which also came with my fake sponsors. I, I started that in episode two. This time, of course, was Hogshead Coffee. You can see I'm still, or well, not see, but maybe learn. I'm still learning how to edit music into the show at this point. There's a, a thing that I do now that I learned. Uh, it's uh, using an, an envelope uh, effect to uh, lower the volume and then raise the volume. And, and it's, it's, it works more effectively than what I, whatever it was I was trying to do here which was I ended up turning the volume of the song down so far that you don't even know it's actually playing there the entire time I'm doing the news. You just you just really can't hear it. My mic techniques also suck still. A lot of explosive P's, or as they call them, plosives. You don't hear a lot of p, p, p here because, A, I've got a, a, a guard thing, you know, a filter in front of the mic, and I've learned to tilt my head a bit if I'm going to use a poppy P. Uh, there's a lot of script reading in this episode and you'll, you'll hear that throughout the next number of episodes. I spent a lot of time scripting out as much of, of the episodes as possible. And I have yet to 
I guess, come up with a voice at this point from reading that doesn't sound like I'm just reading from a script. It's very obvious I'm reading from a script. I'm also, it's very weird listening to these because there are a lot of mistakes I make where I stumble over words and repeat words and and just make a lot of mistakes. And I still, I still do that to this day. I'm not saying I'm better at it. If anything, I'm probably worse, which will come with age. But I edit that stuff out now. I don't keep it in the episode. So you, it's very obvious I'm still learning here. Uh, this is when I started doing the silly voices when I read the solicitations, because what else am I going to do? I didn't have any comic books really to talk about in this episode at all. It's a comic book podcast, and I didn't talk about one comic that I read in this episode, which probably not the best thing for your second episode. I mean, the first episode wasn't great. Your second episode should be a little better, and I feel that this episode was actually a bit worse than the first one. Uh, I started inserting silly sounds and whatnot into the show at this point. I really... I enjoyed playing with the medium of audio and and you'll get more of that as the show goes along where I'm I'm taking actually sounds from Monty Python records and putting them into the show and uh, had a lot of fun with that. It it made editing the show. I, I what I didn't know what I was doing back then. I'll talk about that a bit more as we go on. But I spent a lot of time recording and editing back then because I didn't know what I was doing. Um. Got the low rent fanboy tip of the week. I started that here in episode two. I, I, I'm starting to actually formulate a bit of a show with different segments. We got the news and information. You could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. My comic book picks of the week, which are literally books that I haven't read yet, but books that are coming out that week that I look forward to reading when my books arrive at the end of the month, which is so stupid. But what else is I going to do? Um, and then, of course, the view from Norman, Oklahoma. As we go forward, I end up adding more stuff to it, and it becomes more of a more of a show. You'll you'll see. You'll see as, as we keep going. And and by see, I mean here. And then, of course, the view from Norman, Oklahoma on this episode is all about him complaining about the digitizing of comics, which at the time it was it was a it was a fairly new thing at the time. And in his mind, of course. He didn't want to take a computer into the bathroom with him. And my part in the show was to talk about e-readers, which were still somewhat in their infancy back then. And it's it's just funny listening to that now, considering that 99.9% of the comic books that I read these days are all digital. I read them on my phone or on my tablet. And I just found that very funny when I was listening to that, you know. Over 15 years ago, I couldn't even conceive of reading comics digitally, even though they were a thing. And it's probably because I couldn't conceive of ever owning anything other than a computer that I would have read my comic books on. And there really wasn't much of a service available for you to get your comics. I don't think, I don't know when Comixology started, but I feel like they were pretty much the pioneers in getting digital comics. They're, of course, they're, they're now owned by Amazon, but... Still, I found it kind of funny listening to that 15 or so years later. And then I think I mentioned in the last episode that all the links that I talk about at the end of these classic episodes, none of them, none of them are available anymore. Don't go out there and look for pythonland.com and all that junk. But just another fanboy at gmail.com. Funny story. I even mentioned in the ElfQuest episode yesterday that I could no longer get into this 
email address. This was an email I set up back in 2006 when I started doing the podcast. And when I stopped doing the podcast and I moved toward a more personalized email address, I set up a forwarding so that if anything came to the just another fanboy at gmail.com inbox, it would forward to my new email address. So I stopped using, I just stopped logging into that email just altogether. And eventually when I started doing just another fanboy again in 2019, I tried to log back into that Gmail account and I couldn't remember my password. And even though I had set up my newer email address as the backup to send me a code to get in, Google wouldn't let me in for some reason. I've tried a number of times over the last couple of years to get back into this email account and I just have not been able to. And yet last night (laughs) when I finished recording my ElfQuest episode, as I was editing it down, I decided to go ahead and just try again. I, you know, I, I talk about in that episode, I don't have an email address anymore. I really want to start doing listeners feedback that that becomes a segment on the show. You'll, you'll hear as, as we go further with more episodes and, you know, I, I used to have just another fanboy at gmail.com and I can't get into it anymore. Well, I got into it last night. So totally unexpected. I, I get into the freaking email. And so now it is now a valid email address. Just another fanboy at gmail.com. I want to get back to doing listeners feedback. So if you have anything you want to say about the show, whether it's the old episodes, new episodes, and you want to send me something to read out on the show, send it to just another fanboy at gmail.com. And I will read it out. I want to bring that segment back at the end of each episode. I want to be able to say it's time for listeners feedback and the little song will play. And then I will read some stuff. That's what I want to do. So send me some emails, just another fanboy at gmail.com. And I'll read them out on the show, providing they're not just smut. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? If it's not smut or hate speech, you know, No politics here, folks. I try to stray away from that. You know I lean a little to the left, but I'm not. This is not a political show. I don't know why I'm just really focusing on that right now. Anyway, again, just another fanboy at gmail.com. I'll read your email out onto the show. On to the show. Until then, folks, my name is Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. I'll see you later. Or talk to you later. Whatever. You know what I'm saying. Be nice to each other. Bye-bye, Daddy. Bye-bye, Daddy. Good job.